Hello, it's me, Baron, and today I am your host. This week we have Luis and Pablo with poems, Braley and Stephanie with Girlstock, Isaac with local history, Ethan as the editor and working on the geology segment, yours truly as host, and let me get this straight, Justin with the Viking Ketchup, Milo and Gerardo with uh, Omel Sports Center, and the sounds of something with Johnny. This is episode 15, and I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome back to the Viking Catch-Up. This is your host, Justin. Israeli's military is advancing into southern Gaza in a push, signaling a new phase of its war against Hamas, and an increasingly perilous situation for Palestinian civilians who have a few safe places left to flee. Israel says Hamas leaders who planned the October 7 attack are sheltering in the south. Satellite imagery showed dozens of armored vehicles about one and a half miles north of Quad Yunus, the largest city in the south. An eight-year-old boy with ADHD was allegedly pinned down on the ground and told, I should be taking you to jail by a school research officer at his Wyoming elementary school leaving him bleeding on the face and traumatized. Thank you for listening. This is Justin signing off. Hello and welcome back to Thor's Corner. It's Johnny and we're here with three more shower thoughts. Let's get started with shower thought number one. Millions of people are doing the exact same thing you're doing right now. Thought number two. At one point in your life, you were exactly pi years old. Thought number three. Nothing is on fire. Fire is on thing. Thank you for listening to Thor's Corner. I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode and have a great day. Hello everyone, my name is Ethan, and today I'm talking about a mountain in Idaho named Bora Peak. Bora Peak is the state crowning glory of reaching a whopping 12,662 feet. Into the Idahoan sky climbing, Bora Peak isn't just an outdoor adventure. It's a quest for Idahoan bragging rights. And folks take it seriously. And not so seriously. Legend has it that every summer solstice, a group of daredevils dress up as Idaho potato mascot and attempts to break the speed climbing record. Yes, you heard me right. Yes, you heard it right. A potato mascot sprinting up the rocky slopes. The winner gets a gets a year's supply of french fries. Just kidding. But that would be awesome. One year, a climber decided to bring along a portable karaoke machine to serenade the mountain with potato-themed songs. Picture this. Sweet Potato Home, Alabama, echoing through the valleys as the chain climber belted out tunes between gasps of thin mountain air. And who could forget this the time, a group of local comedians organized a stand-up comedy, they called it, Stand Up on the Summit. The punchlines may not have landed as smoothly at high altitude, but the laughter echoed through the valleys, creating once-in-a-lifetime Alpine Community Club experience. Despite the fun and games, climbing Bora Peak demands respect. The infamous Spud Slide, a tricky snowfield that tests even the most seasoned climbers, has been the stage for epic potato sack races during particularly snowy years. Safety first, though. 
Helmet are a must, even if even if you are wearing a potato sack. And of course, no Bora Peak adventure is complete without the without the obligatory summit selfie with the potato crown, a handmade tiara awarded with with tiny potato replicas because it because if you you're conquering Idaho's highest peak, you might as well look like royalty doing it. So if you're if you're ever in Idaho and hear whispers of the annual potato palooza on Bora Peak, lace up those hiking boots, don your spud themed costume, and join the festivities. After all, where else can you claim to have climbed a mountain with Idaho's favorite starchy mascot as your guide. That was the end of this segment, and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Hi, everyone. This is Braylee. And Stephanie. And this week on Girls Talk, we're going to be discussing our favorite holiday traditions. Stephanie, what's yours? My favorite holiday tradition would probably be frosting cookies every Christmas Eve. You guys do it on Christmas Eve? Yeah. That's awesome. So then you can have, like, some for Santa? Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, My favorite, like, holiday tradition with my family is we go to my grandma's, my mom's mom, on Christmas Eve, and, like, we open all our presents from her that night, and then the next day, like, on Christmas Day, we go over and have, like, either breakfast or lunch with my dad's parents, and that's always fun. And we usually watch A Christmas Story, the one where it's like, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we watch that and then usually take naps. Well, that is all for Girls Talk this week, and we'll see you guys next week on Girls Talk. Hey, everyone. This is Milo. And Gerardo. Welcome back to Almost Sports Center City. We'll be talking about the Lakers moving on and the in-season tournament, which is surprising because... The Lakers suck. No, I'm just kidding. But um, LeBron kind of led the way, as he always does, with 31 points, 8 rebounds, and a couple of assists here and there. So, Gerardo, what do you think about it? It's pretty cool for the Lakers. Yeah, LeBron's stupid old, too, so that's cool for him. Anyways, that's all we have for you guys. That's all we have for this week's episode. So, hope you guys like week 15. And... Yeah, we'll be here next week. All right, bye. Welcome back to Local History. I'm here with Miss Weiser to ask her about what she remembers about going to school in Hazleton. So kind of like what I talked about with elementary schools, uh, the middle school, the grades were four through six. And at that time, Uh, We had band that was included in um, the program that we were that we were in as far as elementary or middle school band. So when you turned um, whatever the age is in fourth, fifth graders and stuff, you you picked out your instrument and you got to go out to the band room. So that was always like an anticipation. It sounds really corny and cheesy a little bit, but it was really exciting to like you know you finally you're in the fifth grade and you get to choose your instrument and then that meant that you got to leave to go outside for a class which was kind of a big deal I mean our world was not that very big so even the slight change in routine was always really really exciting the other thing I remember since it's Christmas time I've been thinking about this a lot we used to have Santa Clauses that would come after our concert and they he would hand out a little bag of goodies. It was a paper bag 
and it was filled with peanuts. It was, had an orange and then some really horrible, hard tack candy. And um, I just remember that that was always like this highlight of like the end of our Christmas program was that we had these, the opportunity to see Santa Claus and then, you know, get this little bag of treats. And then the other thing that I was thinking about was this experience in the sixth grade so just like how we have it I think it's in sixth grade here sixth or fifth where you you get to go and put the flag up and learn how to put it up properly and how it how it's supposed to be respectful and how to fold it well two of my classmates put the flag upside down and came into the school and all of a sudden there was kind of this bustle of activity and all these teachers were like going into the office and we're like what is going on and our teacher came back and told our class that whoever was in charge of putting up the flag had put the flag upside down, which when you do that is a sign of distress. So all of these people that were living in Hazleton saw the flag and it was turned upside down. They thought we were being kidnapped or attacked, I don't know, but they were freaking out and they called the school and wanted to know what was happening. And these two classmates got into a lot of trouble. So that's what I remember. Thank you for listening to Local History. Hi, Caspiana. What do you want for Christmas? A real puppy. Thank you, Caspiana. Hi, Mateo. What do you want for Christmas? A fluffy dog. Thank you, Mateo. Hi, Kellen. What do you want for Christmas? Um, I want a robot. Thank you, Kellen. Hi, Jackie. What do you want for Christmas? I want shoes. Thank you, Jackie. Hello and welcome back to Let Me Get This Straight. I'm not your host, I'm Baron, and today we are going to be discussing OCD, or Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. Now most of you likely think of OCD as the need to keep things in order, or to keep things organized, and that you get peeved when it's not organized. And this is only a small part of it, and what most people think is the general idea of OCD, but it's not. OCD is a complex mental disorder which results in people believing that they, well, they don't believe it necessarily, but uh, they need to sort of give in to these impulses to do things that might seem useless on surface level. For instance, people will repeatedly check locked doors, even though they know they don't have to. They might even start hoarding from compulsively buying things they know they don't need. Some people do things that are, some people do things that could affect their health. Like for instance, going back to the locked door, people who are checking the locked door over and over again in the middle of the night could suffer from insomnia. Uh, people who, uh, well, people with OCD become distraught and they feel that their fears and worries are spiraling out of their control. It is noted that they can become physically ill. People who often become, people who uh, have OCD can often become miserable and develop insomnia, as I stated earlier. There are several more symptoms that have a varying degree to affect someone's daily life, and there are varying degrees of which someone could have OCD. If you'd like to check out the sources I use for this, go to www.treatmyocd.com and uh, the Mayo Clinic website. This was, this was, uh, let me get this straight number four and i would love some suggestions for future topics thank you this is baron signing off